in the missal for the missal is the book that we use to say mass out of and in, for today's mass the missal says after the reading of the passion a brief homily may be given if it's appropriate so we're going to uh, follow the, the missal's guidance and give a brief homily today I think both because the practicalities of the length of the passion but I think also and more importantly for a deeper reason what is it that I can say to follow that what words can I say that are going to compare with what Jesus has done for us that we're entering into this week in a very intentional way the church gives us the passion to see where we're headed and what this week would hold to give us a preparation to enter into it I think a lot of times we can we can we have become desensitized to the gospel story we've heard this so many times Jesus came and died and rose it's long we're standing my knees hurt someone's you know I lose my mind wanders and I can hear this and be unaffected by the reality of what we are praying with and what we are entering into this week I remember back almost it was like maybe 15 20 years ago when the, when the passion of the Christ came out that movie impacted the way that so many people viewed the passion things that we had heard our entire life now like I see it with new eyes I'm able to enter into it in a different way as the chosen comes out and continues to come out I hear people say the same thing I'm able to enter into these scenes and see them in a whole different light what was just words that I would read on a page is now a story that's alive that I can enter into that I can see the dynamics I think that's the way that we're meant to encounter the gospel not as words on a page but as a story we're entering into something that's living Pope Francis asked a question that kind of get into got into this recently and he asked that he asked have we or can we still be moved by God's love or have we lost the ability to be amazed by him have we lost the ability to be amazed by what we just heard I think these weeks of Lent we've unpacked a lot of the reasons why we might we might struggle to be amazed the ways that we, we just have a dull habitual faith the ways that we might feel trapped by guilt or shame or, or, or regret crippled by disappointment and fear feeling lost just in confusion or grief or distrust or unworthiness all these things that hold us back we've also seen a God who is willing to tirelessly pursue us in every single one of those areas he came and met the woman at the well and spoke to right at the place where she felt most alone, most hurt, and most ashamed. He found that blind man who had lost all hope that he would ever see again and made light come where they thought darkness had triumphed. He called Lazarus even in the tomb and called him up and went meet Martha and Mary in the depths of their grief and their anger. Every single one of those people had a life that was radically changed by that encounter. Whenever we see God's love, when we really see his love for us, it has to leave us amazed. It has to leave us changed. And as I was sitting with, with this passion narrative today, I was drawn to one person, not a major character. He had one line in the entirety of the story. Many people around the cross, they mocked Jesus, they taunted him, they kind of jeered at him. And most of those people went home that day unchanged. Just another day, another death by, by the Romans. This, this imposter's gone. Their hearts weren't affected by it. This one Roman centurion, pagan guy, probably didn't. We don't know if he knew Jesus or had heard of him. We knew he wasn't a Jew. He didn't believe in God. He didn't care about any of this Jewish stuff that they were pitching a riot about. Just another guy that he needed to kill. Yet as he watched all of that, 
He said at the very end, his life was changed. Truly, this was the Son of God. Jesus didn't say a word to him. That man didn't know anything. All he did was watch with an open heart at what was unfolding before him. Most of the people were closed. They thought they knew what was happening and they didn't let themselves be affected. That man saw the love in Jesus' eyes as he suffered every single step, every single nail, and as he breathed his last. And as he saw that love, he met God. And he said, truly, this is the Son of God. This week is the most important week of the year. This week is a week that we cannot let go by and leave us unchanged. This can't be just a normal week where we're going to come to Mass next weekend and then move on to the next thing. This is the week that changes everything. Tombs were open. The earth was shaken. This day had an impact. I think my one encouragement as we enter into this week is to be like the centurion. To watch with an open heart, to stay with the story, to enter into the story, and let yourself be affected. To attend the liturgies of these holy days, to come and spend time with Jesus Holy Thursday night as he waits his death. To do the way of the cross and to come to venerate the cross on which he died on Good Friday. To enter into the darkness of the tomb on Holy Saturday so that we can rise on Easter Sunday and truly let ourselves be changed by the joy of the victory that he has won for us. The grace to pray for, I think, is the grace to be amazed at what we have heard and what God is going to do for us this week. So that we can say with the centurion, truly, this is the son of God who gave everything for me. So let that be our prayer as we enter into this holiest week of the year. Amen.